Justin, Casey, Ben, and our tech crew, and doing all that they do and setting this up. It's good to see you. Good morning. Like Justin said, whether you're in your car now or very smartly over here in the shade or watching us online, we're glad that you are with us today. Um, listen, I want to tell you something right off the bat, and that is that today's mes message was written with our educators in mind. And so if you know an educator, I would encourage you to text them right now and say, hey, jump on our Facebook, jump on our, our, our live feed and watch this message because I believe that they will be encouraged by it. Um, and if for some reason they can't right now, of course, it'll be on there later. But I say it was written with educators in mind. That certainly doesn't mean that the message is not for each and every one of us. And by the time we get to the end of this message, I hope you'll agree with me. Now, if you're not an educator, you certainly know one. And um, I, would, I would hope that you would agree with me that a workforce of approximately 3.7 million people that's our educators in the United States, are in need, could I say desperate need, of our prayer, of our support as this new school year begins. So I would ask you to lean in today and hear the part that you have to play. Second Peter uh, chapter 1 is where we're going to look at Scripture in just a moment, so you can turn there if you want to, Second Peter 1. Now, I'm, not, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the first one to say what I'm about to say, but it, it's worth being said, and I wholeheartedly believe what I'm about to say to our educators, and it's simply this. Your role as an educator has never been more important than in this moment in history. Your role has never been more important. You are a teacher. And, but in so many other ways, we know, you know, that you act oftentimes as a parent. You act as a social worker. You, you act as a therapist, sometimes as a pastor, sometimes as a nurse, sometimes as a hairdresser, sometimes as a coach, and oftentimes as a friend. These are the roles that you play, even though your title is teacher. Your classrooms are filled with children who crave those kinds of relationships I just mentioned. To know that they have an advocate on their side, to know that they have a cheerleader who's there for them, to know they have a trusted confidant on their side. So I'll say it again in case you missed it. Your role, educators, has never been more important than in this moment in history because you're being asked to risk your health even that of your family for the kids in the community in which you live and I don't think there's a, more, a higher more honorable calling than to put the sake of others before your own and this is what our teachers are being asked to do right now is this what you signed up for Educators, when you signed your first contract to go back to school during a global pandemic, I'm, I'm fairly certain that was not in your mind. But is this time in history, 
exactly the time in which God has positioned you to care for the kids entrusted to you. I believe so. So I'll, I'll say it again in case you're not picking this up. Your role as an educator has never been more important. Now, when I say care for the kids entrusted to you, I, I don't mean just you know teach new information to sponge-like minds. What I mean is to l listen intentionally to, to children who have craved, let's think about this, many for over five months now, the kind of devoted attention that you give to your students. To, they've craved the, this for, for you to take the time to, to maybe tie a shoe that hasn't been tied in many months because you're the shoe tier for that kid. Maybe to, to listen to stories of, of losing teeth or losing a pet or losing a loved one. For you to be the, the adult who speaks positive words instead of negative jabs. To, to offer a loving smile, to offer that eye contact that, that many have lacked for almost half a year now. You, dear teacher, next to the doctors and the scientists and those who are trying to figure out this virus I believe are in the most important profession in the world right now and you may by your own faithful example of just showing up every single day teach a student that Adversity does indeed breed character and innovation and resilience and opportunity. As our country starts to go back to school in some manner, here is the biblical lesson I want us to hear. Here is the dangerous prayer we pray. We need to give grace we need to give grace this is an incredibly challenging time for everyone parents students society in general I ask you to do this to give grace to the educators in your life to give grace to the leaders in your life who are making decisions to give grace Please don't expect, I'm saying this on behalf of our educators right now, please don't expect them to have answers to questions that nobody else knows the answer to. Give grace. Give grace. Educators, give your students and their parents grace. They're confused. They're scared. They, they, they don't know what's coming. They, they need to know, but you don't know either. Give them grace. Grace. Parents, give grace to school boards and administrators. Give them grace. And most importantly, I would say, educators, give yourself some grace. Particularly these, these first few weeks of school with the many new procedures and guidelines that are likely to, to be in place. Give 
grace. Why is this so important? Well, I, I have a few reasons. Firstly, it would be because what you and I model to our kids in times of adversity and unknown and, and frightening circumstances is more important than any subject we will teach in school. The examples that we are giving to the children entrusted to us as parents, as grandparents, as teachers, as coaches, how we show patience, how we show compassion, how you and I show understanding is more important than sharing information. But most importantly, we give grace simply because grace has been given to us. We give grace because grace has been given to us. This is what, listen to what Peter writes in, in his second letter. He says this in, verse, in chapter 1, verse 2, one sentence he says, and this blew me away the other day as I was working on this. I'd never seen this before. I hadn't seen this. Uh, um, and it says this. This is in the English Standard Version. Peter writes a prayer. He writes a blessing. And he says, May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Not a little bit of grace. Not a little bit of peace. Not just a little bit to get by. Not just a smidgen of it. But may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Peter's writing to the church. He's writing to believers. He's writing to Christians. And he says, may the grace and peace of God be multiplied to you. Because of the love and the sacrifice of Christ Jesus, you have been given grace. Are we going to just cut off the, the flow of that? Are we going to say, thank you, God, thank you, Jesus, for the grace you've put in my life, for the forgiveness of my sins, for the fact that I am living under grace and, and not under judgment? Are we going to just then shut that down? Or are we going to continue that grace? Multiplied. We give grace. And so what I would say to that, and this is where I get practical with my own self, is that instead of fault-finding decisions that other people make, I need to give grace. That doesn't mean I can't question it. It doesn't mean I can't uh, have a different opinion. But I need to give grace. Why? Because grace has been given to me. I don't need to vilify other people for making decisions I don't agree with. I just... I give grace. We, the multiplied grace of Jesus, instead of casting blame on other people, how about we give grace? Instead of casting blame on, on leaders, no, we give grace. I'm talking about school, but I'm talking also about life. I'm talking about the, the pulse of, of our world right now, of our nation right now, when... Everybody seems to be outraged. We need to give some grace, people. And it's not a kind of grace that we have to conjure up. It doesn't just mean be nice. 
No, it's the grace that we've been given through Jesus Christ. We give grace. I said this message was for educators, and, and it is. It was in my mind as I, I worked on this message. But let, let me just point out the obvious. Aren't we all in need of this grace message? Is there any among us online, on campus? Is there any among us that say, oh, I, I really don't need any grace right now. I'm good. I need grace. I need grace. Do you need grace? Aren't there relationships? Are there, are there relationships? Are there circumstances in your life in this moment right now where the multiplied grace of Jesus, not just a little bit, but the multiplied grace of Jesus is necessary for healing, is necessary for reconciliation? Aren't we called as Christ followers to give the grace that has been given to us? This is why this prayer, this, this, um, this blessing that, that Peter writes, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord is really a dangerous prayer. Because when we pray this, oh God, would you, would you give me the grace to give to others? Would you multiply the grace in my life to, to give to others? When we pray this, the opportunities to give grace are going to be evident. Oh, they'll be evident. The opportunities to pour out grace will be right in front of your face. And so I offer to each of us today the, the reminder that Jesus has shown grace to you. Therefore, we ought to show grace to others. Give grace. Give grace to people who wear masks. Give grace to people who don't. Give grace to leaders making decisions. Give grace to leaders who make decisions you agree with and give grace to leaders you, who make decisions you don't agree with. Give grace to the school your kid goes to. Give grace to your teacher. Give grace to those administrators. Give grace to your church. Give grace to your pastor. Give grace to those who are with just as much information as you have trying to make a way forward during this time. Give grace. Give grace. We give grace simply because it is the way of Jesus. And friends, I want to be on that same way too. I pray that you do as well as followers of Jesus. Give grace. Would you pray with me as I pray a special prayer, especially for our educators and our time together? Let's pray. Father God, There is absolutely nothing that you are unaware of in this moment in time. There is no circumstance. There is no situation. There is nothing that you are, are pausing and waiting on. You are fully aware, and the best of all is that you're fully present with us.
And so, God, I would ask that with that knowledge, with that confidence, we say, Lord, would you give us clarity? Would you give us focus? Would you give us uh, the information we need and the and the the wherewithal to say this is the way we're going forward. God, would you bless our educators who have who have been wondering when, where, what, how, why. As they return to school, as they return to their classrooms, as they prepare for the unknown, the only known is that there are some kids, there are some young people who are in need of them in their lives. And so, God, would you give our educators strength right now? Would you give our educators peace right now? Would you give to them a, a sense of divine purpose, not just obligation, professional obligation, but divine purpose in serving you as they serve students? God, for, for the rest of us that, that are doing what we're doing. Father, would you help us to see the places and the persons and the circumstances where maybe we have withheld grace? Maybe grace has been the last thing we've wanted to give and it is exactly what you want us to do, to give grace. Lord, I believe that in the giving of the grace, the multiplied grace of Jesus, what will happen is so many of the things that we are by nature aggravated with, almost enraged by, we would start to find a, a softening in our spirit and we would, we would start to look at people and not just decisions, procedures, mandates, that we would give grace because it's the way of Jesus. And that's the way, if we call ourselves followers of Jesus, we should be walking as well. Lord, we need you. We love you. We praise you. We say thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.